I'm really excited uh, to bring this brother up. His name is Peter. Let me make sure I get this right. Ndukumo. Ndukume. That's close. I know it's not it. I know that's not it. You know, he told me I could pass on it, but the DNA test says I'm 95% African. I should be able to pronounce that. I should be able to say it. But uh, Peter is Peter is he's, he's planning a church out in Kingwood. He is a real dear dear brother. He's joined today with us with his his wife Ruth, um, his daughter Deer, and his two sons Ken and Levi. And uh, I'm excited about this brother and the work that he is going going to be doing. He is originally from Rwanda, and he's been in the states now for about seven years. Uh, and he, many of you remember when I went through the church planning residency with HCPN, uh, Peter just was commissioned, finished there with the last group um, that just finished up. And so, Peter, why don't you come on up as you all uh, receive him with a warm applause? <laughs> Peter, let me just pray for you as you begin here. Yeah, thank you. Father, I thank you for this dear brother, and I thank you for the call and the passion you placed in his heart. And I, I pray right now, Lord, that he would speak your words to the hearts of the people today. But, Father, that your hand would be upon him as he, can, as he begins and continues the work that you have put in his heart. So, Lord, would you be with him and cover him? In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, brother. Thank you so much. I'm a very excited to be here. Uh, my family and I, we came about 30 minutes area, and we spent 30 minutes driving in a community just to see what a community uh, looks like and, uh, uh, you know, and, and to pray. And, um, and so um, I now understand why uh, the church is called uh, Restoration because there is a need of a restoration and um but I, I am so thankful uh for what god is doing here because um god has always used people from the beginning Amen. to the end and he always used people and uh, um I'm so thankful to Pastor David and uh, Marisa and the leadership of this church uh, for inviting me to be here today. Uh, this really means a lot to me and uh, um, it's such a great pleasure. And, uh, um, you know, uh, you're going to bear my, my accent. My accent is not the best. <laughs> I'm working on it and I don't expect uh, to speak as uh, my kids do. I don't expect that. I just, uh, uh, you know, when God called me, I was like, God, I'm just gonna, you know, gonna stand up as, as I am and then everything else will happen somewhere along the way. Uh, so uh, you will tell by my accent that I, I am not from a Houston, I'm from uh, Rwanda. And uh, some of you have heard Rwanda uh, because of genocide. Uh, how many have uh, watched the Hotel Rwanda movie? Oh, yeah, yeah. You're familiar with Hotel Rwanda. So Hotel Rwanda uh, gives a little uh, glimpse of what took place in Rwanda. Uh, I say it's a little bit because uh, my wife and I are eyewitnesses of what happened in 1994. I was 14 years old. And so I watched uh, the horrible a uh, hundred days that uh, uh, left um, 800,000 lives dead. Mm -hmm. 
in fact uh, our you, you know being 14 years old boy i remember everything you know i remember everything and uh, um we saw our neighbors that came against one another and uh, our family we were the targets and uh, i remember my dad and uh, he, his brother my uncle they took us to uh you know away from the uh, the the village where we lived and they took us to a safe place in the woods uh where we lived and uh, came time when there was no food nothing and uh, no water and uh, we feel like all hope is gone and i i did not know christ by then i was uh, born and raised a catholic and but i really never had any real relationship with jesus but uh during that time uh, in the woods, and you know, uh, my dad and uh, uh, and my uncle, they were like, we need to go find something and give it to the you know little ones because they're gonna die, you know, eyes. And by that time, um, I am uh, number three in our family. But uh, at that time, my big brother, my big sister had gone missing. We can't find them because they followed the crowd. And so now my dad is like, you are the big kid. We don't know where your sister and your brother is, so you're going to come with us. And uh, uh, me going with them was, uh, they were like, if something happens to us, hopefully you may be spared and come back and tell, you know, uh, the families what happened. So they took me with them. And on our way, going back to the village, we met the group of Interahamwe. Interahamwe, in in it was uh, the group that had been trained by the government. And these guys were evil, you know, uh, really evil. They were not afraid to do anything, you know, uh, killing babies, women, pregnant, uh, everybody. And so we met them. And they were seeking people to kill. They, they, they had killed a lot of people. Now we met them. And when we met them, they captured us. They grabbed my uncle. And they killed him. I'm watching. I know that uh, I am going to die. I just felt like all my dreams, my hopes, and everything that I had hoped for in life. In my life, one of my passions was to go to school. And I felt like everything is wiped out. I am just ready to die. I remember looking in the face of, in the eyes of my dad. I'm looking at him like this. I can't talk. And he can't talk. We can't talk to one another. But in my mind, I am saying goodbye, my dad. This is my last time to see you. And he's saying the same thing, but we can't talk. But our hearts are communicating. But in that moment, I remembered something. Uh, you know, uh, my mom, when I was about six years old, my mom had used to tell me that it's, there's something powerful and this thing is called God. Mm. And that if I ever find myself in trouble, this thing can help me. Mm-hmm. And now I'm sitting there. Waiting to die, the story became so flesh in my, in my heart. And I, it was as if someone is whispering into my ears and is reminding me of this story. 
My body was shaking like this. Like I, was, I was with my, all my bones were like this. But I said in my heart, you think called God. If you are real, save me now. And if you save me, I am going to serve you the rest of my life. When I said that, God sent Captain Emmanuel. Real person. When Captain Emmanuel came towards us, the guys that are about to kill me and my dad, they ran away. And Captain Emmanuel came to us and he said, my name is Captain Emmanuel. I am here to rescue you. And I'm like, oh my God. Captain Emmanuel took us to a safe place. About three hours from where we were, close to Burundi. We lived there for three months. Three months, we had no communication with the rest of the family that we had left in the bush. It was just me and my dad and the other Tutsis that had been rescued. The Tutsi tribe. And while we were there, we didn't know what, what to expect, but we were happy that God has saved us. And it's a long story, uh, but after the genocide, we came back to our village. We're able to reunite with our family. I w- then I went to church. Not to a Catholic church anymore. But I went to a small church. It was actually about the size of this church. But people were... There was a real community. People loving one another. And for the first time in my life, someone who is not related to me called me brother. And I'm like, <laughs> this thing, you know, it's weird, but it's good, you know. <laughs> Somebody's calling me a brother for the first time. And uh, since that day, I began a journey of walking with God. My life was changed. I have seen God uh, doing wonderful things in my life. And uh, God used my life to minister to a lot of people, went to prisons and, you know, preached the gospel, planted 28 churches. And uh, then uh, uh, seven years ago, God sent us here. And uh, in January, we are going to launch a church uh, called Emmanuel Community Church. Because my conviction is uh, that God's presence can change anything. If we, uh, if we can embrace God's presence in our lives, in our community, watch the change happen. Amen. Because you can never walk with God and remain the same. And today, I want us to go to the book of uh, Genesis chapter 5. And um, uh, it's a story uh, about Enoch. And uh, uh, most of you are familiar with uh, Enoch. Uh, the Bible talks that uh, Enoch uh, walked with God. Verse 1, I mean, uh, verse 22 to 24. Enoch walked with God after he fathered Methuselah 300 years and had other sons and daughters. 
Thus, all the days of Enoch were 336 years. Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. So, um, I want us to approach this scripture from the context of uh, having such a, a deep fellowship with God. Not for me, in everything, nothing else matters. If you can have this great intimacy with God, you have nothing else to worry about. Because, like I said, His presence will wipe away most of the fears, most of the things that we struggle with. Now, um, who is Enoch? Enoch is the seventh uh, from Adam, genealogy. And Enoch means dedicated. And by the way, Enoch lived a dedicated life. Uh, We're going to see it in a little bit. Um, uh, Enoch, he was dedicated to God. And he's actually one of the heroes of faith. If you got the book of Hebrews, Enoch's name appears there. Remember the, he- the Hebrew chapter 11, the heroes of faith, mm-hmm. or the walls of faith? Enoch is there. In fact, it says that uh, Enoch was, uh, um, that Enoch praised God. He is the first person who went to be with the Lord without experiencing death. So Enoch is not, uh, is not you know, he's a real person, but he's such a person that lived a life that was totally dedicated to God. And, uh, and we say that he walked with God. But what is walking with God? If someone was asking you, hey, tell me, what, tell me more about it. What is walking with God? What does that mean? So there is a huge difference between walking with God and knowing God. Now, uh, a lot of people, as far as I, I do evangelism here in America, I like talking to people about Jesus, about God. But a lot of people know God. They know about God, right? But they don't have intimate relationship with Jesus. Now, I'll give you an example. Think about the White House. How many people know Donald Trump? Everybody, right? Everybody knows him. But how many people actually know him? How many people had a dinner with him? How many people have ever talked to him? Mm-hmm. Maybe a few, uh, if any here, right? Because there's a difference between knowing about someone and having a real relationship with him. Yes. Now, the present is always our present. We can say, hey, he's, he's our present. Like many people would say, he's my God. But do we actually know him personally? That's right. That's right. Because knowing him personally is what changes our lives. That's right. And this thing of knowing him on deeper level is what I call walking with God. Walking with God it means that uh, we are having such a, an intimate relationship with him. 
It also means that we are responding or we are appropriately responding to his presence. That's right. Because just simply knowing that God is with you, it does, it's not going to change you unless you are appropriately responding to his presence. Come on, come on. And that's what makes uh, Enoch a unique person because God's presence is everywhere, right? But what do we do with God's presence is what matters the most. Walking with God is what Paul, the Apostle Paul, called walk by the Spirit. Remember in the New Testament? He said, walk by the Spirit and you will not do what? Anybody remembers? Yes. So if you walk by the Spirit, you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. And it is not a one-time experience, but it is a by-moment, moment experience with God. And it is a walk that begins here on earth, but we know that the final destination, where we are heading, is in eternity. So what happens when we walk with God? When we walk with God, there is a, a number one that thing that happens is an inside-out, continuing life transformation. If we are truly walking with God, there are going to be a transformation right. that continues to happen in your life. Come on, come on. It is not about how much songs we can see. It's not about how many things we can say we have achieved. No. We want to see a true transformation in your life. That's right. It's going to happen. You don't have to convince anybody. No, you can't, you, you can't be, you don't have to be telling, I walk with, no, I'm going to see transformation. Right. Because God, the Bible Amen. says, God is a consuming Amen. fire. Amen. Right. Amen. Amen. If you get close, if you get in contact with the fire, I tell you, you're not going to remain the same. Nothing comes in contact with the fire that remains the same. And so there's going to be a continuing transformation. And walking with God also brings boldness. Now, when we hear about Enoch, some people just say Enoch went to be with the Lord, but we don't look at the things that he actually did. You know the Bible calls Enoch a prophet? He's one of the prophets, in the very, very old prophet. In fact, the Bible says that Enoch lived with God and you know, uh, walked with God, and he warned people. Because Enoch lived in a time when people had forsaken God. People were doing whatever things they wanted to do. In fact, part of the things that they were doing is what provoked God to wipe out the whole, world, the whole earth. That's why a uh, few, I would say a few years, but it's actually not that few. Because Enoch and, uh, and Noah, Noah being a grandson, great-grandson of uh, Enoch, uh, you know that at the time of Noah, when he was 600 years, God wiped out the entire world. Enoch had spent his time warning people ahead of time. He repented your sin. That's right. Because the judgment is coming. 
And that's, what, that's exactly what happened because you cannot walk with God and you keep your mouth shut. It is impossible. And that's why if we were to walk with God, we begin to share our faith with Him. That's right. With, with everybody, with our friends. Yes. You can't remain silent if you're walking with God. It is impossible. <laughs> so, wondering why you can't share your faith? Examine your walk with God. Yeah, come on. Three hundred years, Enoch walked with God. And he was not. Because God took him. You know that uh, our, our journey begins here, but it's going to end sometimes yeah. in heaven with God. And this is what, what happens when we walk with God. We are on this walk with Him, and, but we are heading somewhere. That's right. And that's what we see happening here with, uh, with, with, uh, um, uh, with, uh, um, with Enoch. He's transitioning. You know that your life is a transitioning. Going or heading to eternal destiny. You know, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, uh, chapter 11, that uh, talks about the, uh, the, the heroes of faith that uh, all of this, they were looking for a city whose foundation were not built by man, but by God himself. So when we walk with God, our focus changes. You no longer keep your focus here. No, you are focused on something that is better. And that's why your perspective changes and even the way you communicate with the people changes because you are looking from the other perspective. That's right. Yes. That's right. Yes. You have a different perspective of life, of the future, and of the things to come. And that's how uh, Enoch and many other people in the Bible that had such a great faith or great walk with God, they were always looking for something better. With their spiritual eyes. And. Uh, that kept them. No matter what they went through. Because walking with God. Is not a vaccination. Of not of the problems. Come on. Come on. When you walk with God. It's not saying. Hey. The problems are over. No. The end. It's actually you are, you, you, you get many of them, but God delivers you. That's right, that's right. And the, the approach to life is totally different. Right. Come on. You see, today we talk about the history of these great people. But the Bible says that all these men and women, they were people like us. Same body, except that they want they they want you know pizza and hamburgers during that time, you know. Uh, yet you know the, uh, the we had we had the same body. Nobody had a special body. 
but they decided to walk with God. Because it's a personal decision. We decided to walk with God or not. And God invites all of us to walk with Him in such a deeper relationship with God. And if we are to, if we are to walk with Him, you know, we have to surrender all things to Him. Unless we are willing to surrender, there is no way we can walk with God on such a highest relationship level. In fact, uh, one of the uh, uh, one of the uh, uh, old preacher, his name is the A.W. Tozer, he said, "The reason why many are still troubled and still seeking and still making real forward progress." Is because they haven't yet come to the end of themselves. Mm-hmm. We are still trying to give orders, interfering with God's work within us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we spend our lives, but instead of surrendering everything to Him, we just want to figure out, and, you know, because we, 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 we want to control. But God is like, no, if you're going to walk with me, you're going to know that I know where I'm taking you. I tell you, it takes faith and trust to plant a church. Many years ago, this church wasn't here, right? But it always takes someone, few people, one, two, three people that are like, hey, we're going to drop everything and follow God. And when we follow God, it's a blessing, right? Yes. And also, we begin to see God intervening because God is like, yeah, this is why I'm, I'm leading you. Yes. You see, it is not about whether we know where we are going, but it is, does God know where he's taking us? Mm. Many years ago, 25 years ago, when I began my walk with God, I didn't really understand what I was doing. All I had to do was, God, I want to surrender my life to you. Just use it. My family and I, we are the first in our relatives, and extended and extended extended relatives to come to the United States of America. But uh, uh, when I gave my life to Jesus, I surrendered my everything to him. But I learned that it is not just one time surrender. No, it's every day surrender. In fact, uh, so God, you know, seven years ago, we were pastoring a church. And God said, it's time to leave this. Because sometimes even the church can become an idol. Because I want it. And then God said, now it's the time you're going to leave. Go to a place. Learn a new uh, learn a, a language. A new language, a new culture, new, uh, you know, everything new. But that's what walking with God means. Involves your everyday surrender. Surrendering your plans. You know, and in fact, uh, and, unfortunately today we have a lot of people who are not willing to surrender. We can sing it, we can talk about it, 
But we, when it comes to actual surrendering our lives to Him, it's a big problem. And uh, God is inviting us to walk in such an intimate relationship with Him. And today, you can decide to do it. Today, you can decide to do it. It's just, it's going to be your own decision. And uh, it begins, of course, when you give your life to Him. That's a starting point. But that's not the end. But it's every day. And for, uh, for someone who has never developed, who has never had any first contact with God, and no relationship with Jesus, it begins when you surrender your life to Jesus. You don't know everything. You don't understand everything. But you believe that Jesus Christ died. And that he rose again. And that he died on your, on your behalf because of your sin. And that he is... Alone is capable of forgiving your sin. And you begin the walk. But even for those of us that have been already in this relationship, God invites us to take this relationship to a higher dimension. That's right. Because that is what is going to bring the change that we need in our community, in your life. Now let me ask you a question. If you are to die tonight, what would your children, your friends, your church remember you about? Would they remember how much you loved God? How much you, you, uh, you walked with God? How much you... You've been a different person. Let me ask you this question. If, 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 if this church was going to move to a whole different city, what would the community here miss? Would they miss how much we Loved one another. How much we, we experienced God when we were together. You know, how much we cared so much because really when we truly walk with God, we begin to, you know, be aware of the needs of other people, even in our community. Amen. Enoch walked with, walked with God. He was not found. Oh, he was, he was not. And today you can begin your walk with God and uh, take it to a whole different level. It is an invitation. It is your personal decision. And it is an open invitation to you. God invites you, invites all of us. And we're going to pray. But as I pray, you may want to Examine your heart. And if you are here today and you have never given your life to Jesus, the pastor and the readers and even myself, I would be, we are all here for you. We would love to talk to you about it. 
But even if you have already and you, you feel like, hey, I need to take this seriously. I need to take it to a higher dimension. I need to take it to another level. You can decide today. Let's close our eyes. And just spend a few minutes in prayer. Father God, we love you. You invite us to walk in such a deep relationship with you. This church today is here because someone walked with you and heard from you. How much more things would happen if we were to walk with you every day? And God, I pray that uh, all of us in, in the life of this church and the guests and, the, and our families and all of us that the most important thing to us will be to seek you and to, uh, to walk with you every day and being aware of your presence and responding appropriately. Whatever you are doing. I pray that we will not watch and, and, and just sit, stay behind, but we will get involved in what you are doing. Yes. Thank you, Jesus.